Okay, everybody, so welcome back um, from a Benazmanim uh, that was uh, started off, I think, beautifully, and then it ended off uh, quite horrifically. Um, I don't think any of us are going to be the same for a very long time. I don't know if Klai Yisrael is ever going to be the same, uh, but it's important to get together in, in, in an environment just like this and uh, see what our Chazal say about incidents like these and, uh, and what our G'day Yisrael say, say. And, uh, and hopefully we might not ever get answers to the many questions that plague us, but at least we might have a little glimpse of, uh, of clarity here and there that might be able to give us chizuk that we so desperately need in these days. So there's a Pasuk in this week's parasha, Bereshus. Bereshus is uh, my favorite parasha, besides for the fact that um, it was my Bar Mitzvah parasha. It's not my actual Mitzvah. My actual Mitzvah parasha was Balak, but uh, all my friends were in camp in the summer, so uh, we made a Bar Mitzvah parasha Bereshus, which I lained. And But besides for that, Bereshus always to me is a... Uh, it's, it's the beginning of a new, uh, new opportunity, and uh, if last year or the last uh, cycle of Tyra uh, was less than stellar, was not exactly what it could have been perhaps, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us an opportunity to start all over again and uh, start fresh with a brand new creation, a brand new world, and we're all a part of that renewal, and so we can get gear up for Bereshus and, and make it a great year, Mitzvah um, it's important to uh, to just note once I'm on the topic of Bereshis and uh, starting off the year right. Uh, there's a mitzvah in, the, in in it's it's a mitzvah it's a, it's halacha. If you want to look it up, it's in Shulchan Aruch in Arachayim Simen Reish Pehei, and it's a mitzvah that I'm not. Sh- I don't want to ask for a raise of hands, but because I don't want to chas v'shalom embarrass anyone. But I would venture to say that many people do not do this halacha, and, uh, and that's the halacha of Shnayim Mikra Vecha Targum, that every week we're supposed to lane the parasha twice, not just lane it like, you know, without thinking about it, but understanding the parasha, and then doing the Targum once, uh, you know, if for whatever reason you don't, you're not able to do the Targum, so you could read it in English, uh, you could do Rashi with it, but that's basically it's a it's a halacha in the same size font as putting on tzitzis and uh, and saying Birchus Hashachar and Kriyashma. It's quite an important mitzvah, and you know if I would tell you this in the middle of Ayikra, you would say, okay, I'll, I'll wait till Bereshis, and then remind me of Bereshis. So I'm reminding you by Bereshis. It's a it's a nice thing to do. It's uh, not so time consuming and. Uh, you know, you make a seder maybe in the morning or before you go to sleep at night or when you're on the train, on the bus, uh, whenever you always, on an airplane, you always have time. Uh, it's not very taxing. It's not like you have to schlep something. You take a little chumash in your pocket, one of the uh, small, soft cover chumashim, and you, and you, uh, you do, you be maver sedra. It's a very, uh, it's a wonderful thing. Anyway, let's see what the Pasuk in this week's parasha says. Vayarali kim. At the culmination of the Sheshes Mebreshes, the six days of creation, Akadosh Baruch Hu, uh, sees, he like surveys all of the, uh, all that he's created, the entire 
experiment of, uh, of the six days of creation. And he says it's good. He says, it's actually very good. And there's a fascinating medrash in Yalkut Shemaini that says, when the, it dissects these words in the puzzle. When it says, when it says the first two words of that three-word verse, that is taiv. When things are good for you, that's taiv. That's good. When the Pasuk says it's very good, Zumidas Yisurin. This is a reference to when Klal Yisrael, either individually or nationally, have to go through agony and pain and tension. Shal Yada Habriyais Ban Lachayelam Haba. Why is Yisurin Taiv Ma'id? Why is it so very good? Because through punishment, <clears throat> through suffering, through challenges, people gain entry into Elam Haba somehow. Shenamar, as the Pasuk says, with Derech what's the way to life, meaning what's the way to get into paradise, to get into Elam Haba? Musr. That's when you get Musr, when you get reprimanded. Um, reprimanding Musr doesn't always mean you know, just that your Rebbe scolds you or your parents give you Musr or an older uh, Bachar maybe gives you Musr. Sometimes the Rabbi Nishalom gives us Musr. Sometimes the Rabbi Nishalom sends us some punishment, sends us uh, things that hurt and that sting and that really cause us a lot of pain. But through that pain, we're able to get a ticket to Elam Haba. And we're going to explain that a little bit tonight. When it says Taiv, that's all the good stuff in the world. That's the good stuff. That's the gravy of life. That's when things are going well. Basically, like I think a few days ago, like Chalamayed, uh, maybe you went on some nice trips, you went to the park, you went to a zoo. That's, uh, that's Taiv. Ma'aid, Ma'aid is what happened on Simchas Taira. Who have Sharashiyah Kev Ba'ilam. That's when there is pain that suddenly grips the world. Ha'ma'id Shalatayv Yachaliyas Rak Derech Yisurim. That Ma'id, not just Taiv, but Taiv Ma'id is when bad things happen in the world. That That is a transformative experience that if we react to it right, if we take the right lessons from it and we change ourselves, so then it's taiv ma'ay. There's nothing greater uh, in life than that. Let's see what Rapinkas has to say about this. HaKadosh gives us, bestows upon us great gifts. One of the nicest gifts that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, HaTefeses Makam Merkazi B'chaya Adam, that takes center stage in a person's life, and Igas L'chalachad V'chamitana, and it touches every one of us, Hi HaYisurim, HaNesyaynes V'akashim Shana Neskalim Bahem Al-Kaltzad V'shal B'malachachayim. Everybody has Nesyaynes in life. It's very rare, if ever, that you find people that are able to just tiptoe through life and, and they don't have any problems. Oftentimes the people that I always thought in life 
had no problems were the ones that had the most problems. It's an interesting thing. You know, you think certain, you can look around the room, you look around the base madrash, and you see, uh, you know, that guy, wow, he looks like, you know, he dresses very well, very good looking, you know, he seems to be very popular, he has everything going for him. And then, you know, you dig a little deeper and you find out that he has terrible things going on in his life. Everybody is touched by Yisurim, by challenges of one form or another. Some people have sickness that Leolene we should never know from, and you would never know it. I mean, some people, they hide it very well. They have certain things that only they and their doctors know. Some people have psychological issues, social issues, financial issues, family issues, relationship issues, a million different issues that we could all have, and we all do have. Now, those are things that we wish that we could get rid of, but Rav Pincus calls these things the greatest gifts that a man could have. Because through those types of challenges, those challenges make us grow and make us change for the better. If everything is just perfect for us our whole life and we just like, we're just automatically given gifts that make us never have to worry and never have to stress about anything, we have money and we have looks and we have health and we have happiness and we have friendships and we have family and everything is perfect, then that's not a great life. It's an easy life, but it's not necessarily a life worth living. I once saw... I think the Chassam Seif, if I'm not mistaken, brings it in one of his farim. I think I saw it once in Melech Biederman's, uh, uh, one of his contrasim, one of his booklets. I think it's from the Chassam Seif, where he says that there was a person that was living near his town, and he committed suicide. And this person was a person, the last person in the world that you would think would commit suicide. The guy had palaces, he had swimming pools, he had servants, he had mansions, he had, he had, he was a billionaire in those, in, you know, using uh, today's dollars. Um, he had a, he had a beautiful wife, beautiful family, beautiful children, everything was perfect. And then he goes and takes his own life. And he left a suicide note. And the suicide note says on it that you might be wondering why I took my own life. After all, I have such a perfect life. And he says, that's exactly why I took my own life. My life was so perfect that it wasn't worth living. I had no challenge. Everything was just a given. Everything was just perfect. And I didn't have to struggle for anything. I didn't have to succeed in anything. I, didn't have to, I, I, I have triumphed in everything I needed to. And now I was just set forever. And, uh, and I, 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 it was boring. It wasn't a life worth living. The challenges that we have, even though when we're living through them, uh, they're terrible sometimes, and they, they keep us up at night, and they cause us a lot of stress and anxiety. But if we're able to use them in a way that we could change ourselves for the better, that is growth. That's when a person achieves personal growth, and personal growth equals success in life. I saw recently a quote from Reb Zechariah Wallerstein, Zechariah Levracha, says that a lot of times we feel so low, we feel that life got us down so much that we feel like we're buried. We're buried in the ground. He says, it's not true. You're not buried, you're planted. You're planted. 
You're just posed for gro- you're poised for growth. Growth is about to start spurting. There's a there's, and but it, it takes isurim, it takes struggle, and it takes a lot of anxiety sometimes to build character. But those are exactly the moments in life that we are able to to have that growth spurt that we need spiritually and emotionally and uh, and human humanity wise. Im would just keep on showering down one chesed or another chesed. We wanted to get into that graduate program. We got in. We wanted to marry that girl. We got married to that girl. We wanted that house. We got that house. We got that car. We got that. You check every single box that you ever wanted without any, nothing ever was a problem. If that would happen, that's not what we want. Because then we would get so arrogant. And so, um, is a pasuk that means that Yishurin, Klai Yisrael, they got fat, they got lazy, and they kicked HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what happens. When you, when you don't have any challenges, and everything is, is perfect, so then you don't even look at God anymore as, uh, as somebody that, you know, I'm, I don't need God, I'm richer than God. So I, I, I push away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Chas V'Shalom. The people that are the closest to HaKadosh Baruch Hu are those people that have terrible, terrible issues in their lives. Because through those issues, they open up a sitter once in a while, and they daven, and they cry to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and they plead with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and they form a, a beautiful, close and tight relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. If you don't have those struggles, that and everything is easy, I always have money to pay all my bills, and I always have everything that I want, and I'm a perfect specimen of human of hum, humanity. So then, I have nothing to ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu from for. And if I have nothing to ask him for, I don't daven, I don't have a relationship with him, and I don't need him. Or at least I feel I don't. Yeah? So what if when they're in a situation where they see their life is going great and they're like thinking maybe this is not a good thing, and you, know, you don't want to have struggles in your life, at the same time, if you don't, you're going to have like not a great life. Yeah, so yeah, that's, a, you know, uh, let's, well, when that happens, we'll, we'll discuss it. I don't know if any, I think everybody, you know, as far as I know, as many, you know, there, there are very few people in life that have that challenge. Most people, you know, have the other type of challenges. And um, there was a, uh, I once met a person who was very, he made a, a lot of money, became very wealthy, and, I, uh, and he moved to Manhattan, and he bought a, a beautiful apartment, like a condominium, on a place called um, Sutton Place. If anyone knows where that is, it's on. A, it's like a very spitz part of the east side of Manhattan. It overlooks the East River, and it's like a few blocks. And it's very. It's only you have to be like a multimillionaire to to live there. So I said, "Oh, it's so nice. You moved there, Sutton Place, very spitz. Uh, where do you daven? Is there a shul in the neighborhood?" So he says, he says. If you live in Sutton Place, you don't need to daven anymore. You're good. You're done. And he meant it. 
And that's exactly what Rapinkas is saying. If you have everything going for you, you know, you daven, you want to win the lotto, right? $1.7 billion. I bought one. I don't know if I won or not. I didn't check, but... Uh, but, um, you know, you obviously everybody has dreams you want to build and you want to have and you don't want to worry. And very often that's the biggest curse. I mean, as I, I'll admit that I buy a ticket whenever it gets this high just because, like my father, Lev Shalom, used to tell me, like, you know, give the Eberster a chance to make you rich. Like, I'm giving him a chance. If he wants me to be rich, here's his opportunity to make me rich. But, um, but do you really want that? Is that really going to make you closer to the Rabbani Shalom? Well, in theory, yes. You know, in theory, I'm going to build the world's biggest yeshiva and I'm going to give tons of money to tzedakah and I'm going to, you know, send Teretz Yisrael, the Chayalim. I'm going to do everything perfect, right? When you actually get that money, then it's very ugly. It's very, very ugly. If you ever follow the stories of the people that actually won the lottery, it's not pretty at all. They, I, I think like, I don't know, at I'd say in the high 90 percentile, maybe 100% of the people that win these big lotteries, uh, they end up getting divorced, doing drugs, losing all their friends because they're suspicious of everybody all of a sudden. They, uh, they get, they, you know, their family falls apart and very often they kill themselves. And, and, and they, I've heard people interviewed about this. They said, if only I could go back and rip up that lottery ticket. That's, that was their wish. Why? Why, why? why? Isn't that a dream? Isn't that the American dream to be a billionaire? It's not always such a good thing to have too much blessing. It's taiv. Taiv is good. It's good in, in moderation. But taiv ma'ay, do you want to know what a really good life is? It's when we have those yisurim. When you have those challenges and those things that haunt you and keep you up and, and make you worry and make you schwitz a little bit and you know, uh, somebody is sick in the family, somebody has uh, had an accident, somebody uh, is going into the army and is fighting the front. Those are things that, that make us alive. We feel alive in those moments. We feel that I can't wait till 10 o'clock Meirav so I can pour my heart out to the Rabbi Nishlam. If you, everything is going good, I don't have to daven. Everything is fine. I'm, I'll daven, but I don't need to daven. It's a joke. But when you feel that you need to daven... That's taiv ma'ay. That's not just the regular good. That's amazingly good. This is a very new... It's a big chiddish, I think, for many of us, if not all of us in this room, including myself, um, what we're learning here tonight. This, this, is, uh, this is a blockbuster that Rapinkas is telling us, right? That who knew this? That a blessed life, like a, a great life, a life that's taiv ma'ay, is one that has challenges... I thought a, a, a great life, if you ask a man in the street, what's a great life? You, re, you, know, you, you become a, a billionaire by age 30, you, know, you start, make a startup company and you go public, you cash out, you buy a house in Beverly Hills and you uh, sit by a pool and uh, you know, drink pina coladas and, and, and read the Wall Street Journal. That's a great life. What do you mean? A, 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 a life that's it is a life that, that has none of that? <laughs> Where would you get that one from, Bamberger? This is what Rapinkas is teaching us. Rapinkas is teaching us this side that the best type of life is the hardest type of life. Now, I'm not saying that we should daven for this, and maybe this will answer your question, Noam, a little bit, that 
We daven every morning that loyally de Akashbahu don't bring us loyally de Nisayan I don't want to be put into Nisayanis. I don't want Nisayanis of hardships, of sickness, of poverty. That's not what we, we don't actively seek that out. We want, obviously we daven that we should have Menucha Sandefer so we could learn, we could daven. But when we are visited with Yisurim and Nisayanis in life, embrace it as best as you can. Because that's what we're going to grow from. Those are the seeds that we're going to be able to create a better version of ourselves. He brings a mushal, as he so often does, or Pincus. Kasharaya av es benay chutza es hakvish umachainis day heres lekrasay. A father is crossing the street with his son, and a, a car is speeding towards him, and he's he wants to save his son's life. Umayshud yada he yanks at his son's hand. Teifes by bechayska mushim hakvish, and he pulls him back out of the street. It's true. That yanking of the son's arm might hurt. It's going to hurt him. He said, what are you doing, Ta? But obviously it's for the better good. That wasn't a punishment. I'm saving you. What happens when uh, I, I've had this, I'll admit, you know, sometimes you're walking with your child and all of a sudden the child runs into the street. Baruch Hashem, there was no cars, the Rabbi Nishlam saves little children, protects little children, because if not, you know, but what do you do as a parent? You know what you're supposed to do with all the books, even the books that are the most liberal, nicest books say to do? You give your child a really big patch. Because that's the only deterrent that he'll remember, hopefully, or she'll remember. Next time she's even dreaming about running into the street, she's not going to do it so fast. Or he's not going to do it because, you know, he remembers that patch. <laughs> what you're doing, that's real love. More than when you give your kid a candy, this is love when you give your kid that patch. A stranger can give a candy to a child. doesn't mean that you love your child because you give a candy. Anyone give a child a candy. Only a father, a loving father, can give a real patch to his child. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing with us. When we get patches in life, we get down and, and, and things don't seem to be going our way. That's Hashem giving us a little patch because we're not doing something right. He's trying to make sure that we're, we get back on the right path, on the right course. And when we have problems in life, we don't feel the good. We don't see it as HaKadosh Baruch giving us a little patch like a doctor that is giving a surgery. The Graz is famous for many lines. This is one of them. He says, if not for Yisurim, if not for the, the torment that we go through life in life, the agony, we would not be able to find our hands and our legs in Ailam Haba, meaning... We would never get into Elam Haba unless it was for Yisurim. The stipler and many others used to say, 
Chaviven Yisurim, that you should cherish Yisurim. He wrote letters to people in the hospital. So obviously we want, we want you to have a refuah shleimah and get out as speedily as possible. But if you're going through these, these, these troubles, these pains, these terrible tortures, you have two ways of dealing with it. Either you could get mad at Hashem and say, why'd you, why'd you do this to me? You hate me? And you let everyone else is like, you know, uh, coming in and out, being mevaker uh, chaylo with, you know, with tuxedos. They're, going, they're about to go to a chasna or something and they stop off on the way in the hospital. And they get to have a great life. And look at me, I'm stuck in a hospital bed. What'd you do to me? That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it is by saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, thank you for this. I treasure this. I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more Elam Haba because of this. I'm going to change because of it. I'm going to be a better person. If not for the, the pains that we suffer in this world, and by the way, the pains could even be very subtle. The Gemara in Erchen says examples of like pain that you would never think is a pain. Anyone know what the Gemara says as an example of pain? It doesn't mean that you got you know, even a paper cut. That might be even an extreme. The Gemara says if you put your hand in, let's say you want to feed the meter, you want to find a quarter, so you're fishing around in your pocket and you think it's a quarter, and you pull out, it's a nickel. And you got to put your hand back in your pocket and get it, try it again. That little bit of discomfort, displeasure, is itself also Yisurim. That's also going to save you from Elamaba. If not for those, those pains that we go through in life that we're so upset about, we're so angry about, I missed the bus, I missed the train, I missed the plane, I missed the, you know, I didn't get into this, this program, I didn't get into that camp, I didn't get into that school and that yeshiva, that, and we're so upset about it, those yisurim that we go through are what makes us able to have some way of, of shaving off the many averis that we have that are going to stop us from getting into Elam Abba. Misaprim, Al Yehudi Shabalavakish Brahma Rabbi Misatma. Famous story. A yid comes before the Satma Rav. Amalaya Rabbi, Mi Anishatin Lucha Bracha. Who am I? I should give you a bracha. Sailor Achav, go out to the street. The Timps are called Yehudi Shishlaim Misbral Yaday. And find a Jew with a, a number tattooed on his arm from the camps. Hu Yachalas Lukhabra, he can give you a bracha. Why? What's so great about a concentration camp survivor? He went through tremendous Yisurim. No one went through as many Yisurim as somebody that went through the concentration camps. So he's going to be able to be a great enough person to give a, a bracha that even the great Satmarov couldn't. Yisurim zu hagdalais shemenake asadam. La'olam le'nedekam yavim ha'yisurim. E'nenem sugam la'archas g'aydal erkam. We can't evaluate Yisurim. We could maybe get a little spark of understanding from what we've learned together this evening. If a person could think back in his life to those points in time that seemed the darkest, that's where my greatness began to sprout from. Very often uh, you hear about people, either they write or maybe you've seen interviews, people that went through terrible things, maybe they, they, they battled cancer, 
and they came very close to death, and they, looking back in retrospect, they'll say, and, the, and very many of them do, that obviously, you know, I went through a lot, it was very difficult, but if I would do it all over again, and you would, I could go back a day before I got that terrible diagnosis, knowing now what I know now, I would do it all over again. I would take the diagnosis and live through all the pain and the chemo and the, and the treatments. And the, I would do it all over again because I got so close to the Rabbi Nishalam. I steigt. I was, I'm a much better person now. I appreciate life. Before, I, before that happened to me, I didn't appreciate life. I was just marching through life and, and I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't stopping to, to smell the roses and to, and to appreciate the birds. And, and now I can because I know that every day is a gift. That's the beauty of Yisurim. That's Tev Ma'aid, Eli Yisurim, and just you know, it's 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 very it's too soon, it's too close to really talk about what happened on Simchas Torah this year. But you know, just to take one thing away from it, the Yisurim that happened on that Simchas Torah, the Yisurim that we're hearing about, you know, the the they're just beginning to unfold all of the, the, the gruesome events that in, in these moshavs, in these kibbutzim, uh, at that concert, at, uh, you know, all over, all across the South. And, you know, the, the pain and, the, and, and what they're going through, the hostages that are, we can't imagine what they're going through. You know, there, there's no words to describe like what what happened. I don't even know what to say. I don't want to talk about it. I think it's better just to let it be, and like every everyone has to process it. But we're going through Yisurim also from this. Obviously, it's a tipa shabayam. It's a drop in the ocean compared to what the people in Eretz Israel that that lived through it and their neighbors and their families and their friends. Obviously, we can't compare ourselves to that. But but just internalizing what we have over the last few days. I don't think anyone's been... I don't see too many people walking around smiling and smirking and, and screaming and, and enjoying life. I think we all feel a cumulative blow to, the, you know, to, to our neshama. And that Yisurim, those Yisurim that we're going through are also catalysts for our own personal growth. And we have to do tshuva. We have to just introspect, figure out what we have been doing wrong, perhaps, that could have created such a global reality today and each one of us perhaps knows what we we need to change and we have to start working on that we have to daven much better we have to say till and more we have to learn better with more asmado and we'll grow from this and if we do grow from this then it won't be in vain it won't be like what a terrible crisis a tragedy that no good came out of it of it if no good comes out of it then all those people rahman al-san may have died in vain they get Eilam Haba, they died al Kedushas Hashem, but, but there has to be a, a groundswell of, of reaction from us that will propel us to greatness. We're not speaking about in Eretz Yisrael, we're speaking about us here in this room and what we should all take from it, the Yisurim that we're feeling, that, that, that like depression almost. Uh, you know, I can't breathe. Like, it's not shayach to, like, every time I, 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 I wake up in the middle of the night, I thought, that was a nightmare. It didn't happen. It did happen. It's, and it's worse than what we could even imagine. It, it, you can't even, if I, would, if I were to write 
a story, a hypothetical. I would never be able to imagine that this could ever happen in Eretz Israel. I don't think anyone in this room could. I don't think anyone in the world could. But it happened. Why did it happen? That we don't know. But that's not important. The, what is important is how we respond to such a thing. And you see Kalah Yisrael is responding in amazing ways. There's Atzeres Tefilos, like by the thousands. We had the other night in Young Israel of Queens Valley, early Marcus Ashul. Um, there was a Kinnis Tefila, a few Rabbanim spoke, and then it was Tillim. There were thousands of Yidn. I, I, the, literally, I think the entire Queens was there. The, the upstairs, it's a big shul, the upstairs is full, the, base, the basement of the shul was full, and the streets were full with loudspeakers. And this in Lakewood, I think last night, there were 10,000 people gathering, many Bata Midrashas. So the tefillah is getting stronger. The chesed, if you go like outside of Seasons, I heard there's like they're filling up duffel bags. People go into Seasons, buy groceries, buy goods, and they put it for the chayalim or whatever and send it. It's all going to Eretz Yisrael. Chesed is unbelievable. The Torah is unbelievable, the amount of Torah that we, we started personally this man a day early, and many, many yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael, they canceled Ben Azmanim, also tremendous. But the serum that we're going through, if we're able to really change from it, be, be more serious people, be more serious B'nai Torah, more responsible for other people, caring about another Yid, crying while we, while we see, while we look at these terrible images, being nice about them, chaveraik, relating to them as if they're our brothers because they are. These are ways that we ourselves can grow and we ourselves will be able to be Zaycha Mirz Hashem Ta'ilam Haba and Ailam Haza because Yisurim are indeed Ta'iv Ma'ay. There's no greater gift if we use it properly uh, than these types of days, these experiences that we have that are not something that we daven for. We don't hope for this. We don't pray for this. But when it happens... And when it's served up to us, we have to respond in the way that the Rabbi Shalom wants us to.